It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Go Birds Live once again. It is from Dunleavy's in uh, Hainsport, New Jersey right here. It's, uh, it's a nice little drive. It's not bad. You go right up a uh, little bit, 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 76, 295, 38, and you're right here. And, and you're it there. Is that was it. A fantastic. I mean, like, when's the last time? This is what I love about this place. When is the last time you've seen uh, just a, a round-shaped bar with, you know, three or four bartenders behind it? I love the vibe in here. As uh, to all the Facebook fam that is uh, watching right now, we appreciate it. A little Thursday night uh, preview for the Thursday night football, but... It's kind of amazing that we just uh, get to sit back, kick back, and relax and enjoy a bye week here, James Seltzer. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, John, you can't make me watch the Raiders and the Niners. Yeah, you, you can, can't do it. Can't force me. You can't force me to do it. But I'm probably going to. I, anyway. I, I don't know if I'm going to. All right. Uh, now that's a lie. I'll check it out, but I'm, I'm certainly not investing myself in it. I'm certainly not watching for more than a few minutes. <laughs> but. Your point holds this Sunday, having no Eagles football and just being able to kick our feet up, root against Washington, stuff yes. like that. It is going to be awesome, John. Uh, we will go through the uh, the uh, the whole uh, the whole gamut of games here too, uh, towards the end. More importantly, it's to get you ready because James, I don't know if you know this or not, but it's it's the bye week bash, You're and it's damn back. right I knew that, John. Casino at Delaware Park. If you are still listening out there and you want to be like, hey, I want to. I'm going to go bet on football, drink free beer, and eat free pizza and hang out with you guys. But, uh, you still minus can. Minus the us guys part. Like, who yeah, would want us. that? Everything yeah. else. Free beer, free pizza, betting on sports. That is like a the win. Uh, the, the biggest <laughs> win you can have. Just if you don't like us, just pretend we're not going to be there. Yeah. We won't bug you. We're just going to be hanging out. That's right. And, and if all, you like us, all the better. All you have to do is just to email us at GoBirds. Uh, pod at gmail.com. I'm going to say that quicker not, so not, it's not up, weird. Not go birds a pod. No, no, no. No. No, it's go birds pod at gmail.com. You nailed it. Send us babe. your full name and uh, you'll get you, uh, we'll get you on the list. There's only about 15 to 20 spots left, so it's going to be uh, a lot of fun, but but come down and, uh, and enjoy all this, all the stuff that they have to offer with the bye week and, of course, the, uh, the casino at Delaware Park is. The best place to go and watch and uh, wager and do all that fun stuff is we're going to see every single game, which I'm very excited about and kicking up our feet here. But, uh, James, we're going to start out because 
it is uh, the bye week. Most of the time, people are handing out grades. I think it's good to hand out superlatives, which we will certainly get into. But I want to start out with good take, bad take right up front here. because That's how I like to start everything, John. I, I wake up in the morning and I say, Emily, good take, bad take, and I just launch <laughs> My in. breath is great right now. Yeah, and most and of the time, it's a bad it's take. It's always a bad take. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's totally fair. But here is... Here, here, as I think, we're, we it's been a lot of back and forth on, you know, it's four and four, and I'm sure everybody's kind of looking at this glass half empty, glass half full uh, right now, and we all needed that Jaguars win. Uh, Golden Tate, obviously, want to get your uh, perspective on that, too, because he haven't had uh, uh, some time to be on the pod and, and talk about that. But I believe that the good take, bad take for today is Doug Peterson is why the Eagles offense has been struggling. Good take or bad well, take? Well, I think you're saying is he the biggest reason? The biggest reason, okay. yes. Because there are a lot of factors that right. go into why the offense is struggling right now. So to just put it all on Doug would be crazy. But in terms of if I had to pinpoint the biggest reason. The biggest reason, yes. John, I think that's a good take. Wow. That is a good take. And look, again, I understand. The players ultimately have to make plays. And I the, there's been a lot of injuries there's a lot of things you can point to but ultimately we're not seeing the same doug peterson we saw last year so far and i still believe in doug look that guy took nick Foles and turned him into the best quarterback on the planet for the two most important games in the franchise's history i trust that doug will get back to where he needs to be but if you're saying you've seen it through the first eight games you're lying he has not been the same head coach through the first eight games from an offensive perspective. He hasn't been as creative. He hasn't been as aggressive. Sure, he's still going forward on fourth down and stuff like that, but in terms of the play calling itself, has not been as aggressive. Uh, you know, and granted, at times, he hasn't been as smart with, obviously, the whole run-the-ball fiasco of it all. But I think that ultimately, when you look at this offense, the biggest thing that Doug Peterson did last year, and look, the talent is not quite as good this year, but we'll talk just since Wentz came back, because obviously sure. Foles is a well, we whole different include thing. That in in but two, here's but. the thing. Carson Wentz is playing better than he ever has from most metrics perspective so far since he's returned. The accuracy is by far the best we've ever seen from the guy. What Doug Peterson did last year so well was he got guys in space. He created mismatches. He used motion and things like that to throw defenses off and make them look one way while he went the other. That's the stuff we haven't seen this year. And that's the stuff that, in my mind, was what took the Eagles' offense from a really good offense last year to a great offense. And I think that, yes, again, players, injuries, uh, disappointing play. All those things are a factor, but if you have to pick out one thing, the number one thing that has been the biggest difference, and, and the point being that if that changed immediately, that it would change for the better, it's been the way Doug Peterson's called games so far. And, know, is, and is not having his guys as, as ready to execute as they did last year. I, I'm going to say, I, I'm on the opposite end of this. I think it's a, a almost borderline terrible take of Doug is the biggest reason why the offense has been held back, and we know exactly why and you mentioned it earlier i mean nick Foles being in there for two games is a significant factor right. not having again, Alshon we're, Jeffrey we're taking for three that weeks. off the table we're talking about the offense since wentz has been back uh, e- even so you don't have mike wallace uh and i, and I guess i can't use the uh, the Alshon jeffrey excuse right off of then too if we're going with the, at the same time it was week three and they were both kind of there and hanging out uh but him and carson have been spectacular and everybody else is the biggest reason why. Jason Peters being beaten up and not being able to play, boom, right there, exactly. Lane Johnson, even though he was struggling through injuries, not playing his greatest game that you can, 
right there as well. Wisniewski, I mean, we can debate about what happened there, but he got pulled and benched. Nelson yeah, Aguilar has absolutely disappeared who in this in, offense. Who pulled and benched Wisniewski? I'm, I'm, well, the I'm, head coach. I, I don't know if that's true or not. There's well, like wait, the other different that, people that's Doug's there. Doug's team. Doug's in charge. Doug has to make the right decisions. And for what it's worth, Isaac Samalo has been really good lately. So, uh, you know, Except whatever. Except playing right tackle. But, I thought he was all right. right eh, there, it's, 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 there's a couple of, couple of times where he got Carson Wentz killed there. You are throwing to Josh Perkins. You re-signed Jordan Matthews, who actually played really well in London. But yeah. gonna, but we said that on the postgame show. I'm not taking that away from anything. All your deep threats are gone. You 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 don't have Matt Collins. You don't have Mike Wallace. You See, don't have all this. You you are you don't have Darren Sproles. You don't have JJ. You are losing guys left and right. That and, and everyone take is expecting away that. from from what Doug has done. Doug last year, Doug made a lot out of a little. Look, it's not like Torrey Smith is some superstar. It's not like Legarrette Blunt is. Legarrette Blunt's a really good running back, but there were times last year where he wasn't. Where he's not someone who's a change. The fact that t- guys like that are gone is not the only excuse or the most important excuse for why this offense has struggled with Carson Wentz back Doug has not put his guys in a good as positions to succeed as he did last year he's not being as creative he's not getting guys open in space again obviously the players being hurt and him not having his full complements of weapons matters that you can't just say it, do- it doesn't matter at all but we've seen numerous times where where Doug just has not had the same feel for it and I think losing right matters I think losing DeFilippo matters I just don't think he's as comfortable. Again, I think he'll get back there, but what we've seen through the first half of the season has not been as good. And from the offensive standpoint, nobody's played well. Except for Carson Wentz, except for Alshon Jeffrey, and except for Zach Ertz. That's pretty much it. There's been sputters here and there. Everyone's going to make an argument like, oh, yeah, Wendell Smallwood has been really great, and, hey, Doug, why aren't you running the ball more, and how come you're not you know, protecting your quarterback? And they're a big reason why. I mean, I got... I, I don't I'm, I don't know what everybody else is looking at, but the players have not provided anything, anything other than Carson digging you out of holes and coming up short in the red zone, which I will say Doug is responsible for a little bit there. But, I mean, the reads on some of these things and trying to make plays and forcing it, and we, we've seen it with our own two eyes how much Carson has, uh, you know, been a part of, uh, of those turnovers, either – uh, being not out in space or getting crunched and sacked and turning the ball over that way, that's partly on the offensive line too. There are just so many different errors between uh, the guys coming back and I think even to the point of, of how he is in this too. When you have Jason Peters and we have Darren Sproles and you have all these guys that are taking up spots that aren't helping the offense, that's a big part of it. I think Doug's, Doug's responsible for some of it, but certainly there's just so much going on. I'm not even sure what you would be expecting and we've heard all this you know Super Bowl hangover and this guy's writing a book and that guy's writing a book and I'm sure that plays into it too but Doug Peterson is the guy is the one that told everybody to turn the fucking page and nobody did no one did that yeah well and Isaac Salem all coming out and said yeah I'm just sure. not prepared and and Jason you mean, Kelsey you mean even hinting saying that. oh Vita is the one that yeah. said I'm sorry don't uh, throw Ike Samal under the bus for I, nothing I might Johnny. as well have said it uh, but like all of these all of these guys don't have their heads uh, right coming out on this thing and Carson's trying to do too much. Guess whose job it is to make sure your guys are ready to play. You Tell them all you want. It's Doug Peterson's job. He's the head coach of this football team. He's in charge of the offense. He has Mike Grow, a guy who's never been a coordinator in the NFL as his offensive coordinator. Doug has a lot on his shoulders. Thanks a lot, Josh McDaniels. And he has to do a better job. Regardless, look, we like to make this very black and white and it's not. I mean, very clearly 
there is so much blame to go around. And, and again, we're talking about blame in a in a way where we're talking about four and four team where the offense yeah. looked better the last few weeks and all that. At least you know, other than the the one quarter against Carolina. So I um I I just think that the the we all could see the stuff with the players, the injuries. Even with that in mind, Doug has not done enough to put guys in positions to succeed. He hasn't created space. He hasn't. The play calling Create space with what, James? hasn't been as dynamic. There's no speed anywhere. The, the, the play calling has <laughs> not been as dynamic as it was last year. It just hasn't. And whether it's because he doesn't trust his guys, because he doesn't have the same type of feel for it, whatever. Well, he doesn't. It has not been as dynamic as it was last year, period. He doesn't. I think, uh, to your point, I think that has rubbed off on Carson a tiny bit, a teeny tiny bit. And this looks like 2016 in a lot of ways. You could pick out games where it is that because they have to do that. This is not an offense where, as uh, as Jack, yeah. Jack has a, uh, the the best pickle in the world from Dunleavy's right now. As it's uh, check this out, yeah. right? Is it really? Huh? I'm excited. Oh I'm my like god! Gigantic. Can you hear the crunch? Can you hear the crunch already? Thing in the world. <laughs> oh my god! Pickles are my favorite thing in no. the world for what it's worth. They're so good, um, and that's. Uh, a big part of now why it's a very good pickle. It's a fantastic pickle because it goes along with your turkey club that you just mm-hmm. got served, which is also very delicious and beautiful here. But that is, to me, the biggest problem now is because they don't have the guys and they don't have the horses that are in there. They have to go. They have to go on those seven-minute drives. They have to go on those eight-minute drives, even just to get a sniff of the red zone. And if they only end up with a field goal, man, oh man. Here's the only thing that I will say that Chip Kelly is right on that everybody goes and, and just goes over the top with time of possession. Time of possession has not really helped the Eagles score points. It's helped them control the game. It's helped them limit snaps. It's helped them limit, you know, all of the bad corners, quote-unquote, on this team to stay off the field as much as possible. But that's the biggest issue for me. There's not enough offensive snaps for them to go and score points right away up until – Jacksonville, which you kind of like, oh, thank goodness they, they can go and score touchdowns. And hey, uh, Dallas Goddard is available to score touchdowns as well. That's starting to finally move forward. I get all that, but that's why that's why James they got guys like Golden Tate because that that to yes. me is going to be the biggest eye opening thing about this whole is it players or is it Doug? I think both go hand in hand. The moment you get a, a yep. playmaker like Golden Tate, uh, I totally agree with you. And look, I, I'm. One of the things I'm most excited about the Golden Tate trade, and, and obviously I think, like most people, I thought it was a, a masterful trade. It makes all the sense in the world when you look at the potential. I don't know if it was masterful. Well, when you look at the potential for a yeah. comp pick and what they'll likely get. Look, it, they have an opportunity for it to go to go the wrong way. There's no question. If Tate goes out on the market sure. for some reason, wide receivers are devalued, he doesn't get the contract, people expect blah, 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 you end up with a crappy comp pick or no comp pick at all, then you're like, all right, well, maybe it wasn't as masterful. In the moment, I think... Worth it, though, to me. And and worth it to to invest on this team and on a weak division and have a chance to go for it. But regardless, the thing uh, that I'm most excited about bringing Tate in here, and I know a lot of people were worried about the fit and two slot receivers and all that, and I get that, but Golden Tate is, in my mind, the perfect elixir or cure for this Doug stuff that we're talking about for the play calling. He has just been given a Swiss army knife of yes. an offensive player. A guy who can come out of the backfield. A guy who can play in the slot. A guy who can play outside. A guy who can do everything. Once he gets the ball in his hands, he's a running back. I, I, I am I am beyond pumped to see what Doug will do with Golden Tate in his offense. And Golden Tate has run the Philly special and he's one for one in the red zone running You're it. Damn right. He so is. that's always important to do that too. You know, just that's, I think that's a prerequisite when they bring people. Yes, in. it is. It is. And uh, 
And and uh, you've mentioned it even before, I think, during the week on the midday show. But in just in terms of, it's um, like you know, Aguilar runs the jet sweep, and I think he runs it pretty well. And we always kind of assume that you know his high school background and what he did at USC. We always define him as the running back. Once he gets into the open field, he does have those moves and that kind of vision to go and do that stuff. I think if you do that with Golden Tate, it's a it's way different. It's just so much different, more powerful. Another wrinkle that you can go yep. in there. And if you have both of them on the field, which you definitely can do, and I think that's where we've kind of gone back and forth with that uh, all week long here, James. I wonder if, do you believe that Nelson Aguilar now can be, I don't want to say a deep threat on the outside, but can he maintain that if there's eyes on Golden Tate? Does that free him up? Who do you think Golden Tate frees up more when he's on the field? Yeah, I think it's a great question. I I mean, I think he frees everyone up, uh, I think. But I actually think, I know a lot of people were really down on the trade from Aguilar's perspective. Oh, poor Nelly. Nah, I actually think this trade is better. I think so this is I. going to help Nelson Aguilar. Like you said, it frees him up. There before, I mean, we've seen how, how tough it's been for him to get open this season, both from a play-calling perspective with what Doug can do and then from a, a natural defensive who they're keying on what they're doing. I think this trade is going to open up Nelson Aguilar. I think we're going to see a lot more the Nelson Aguilar we saw last season over the second half than the one we saw the first season, uh, half of the season. And uh, Casey Young actually is bringing up a pretty good point. Does that actually narrow down more 12 personnel and you're going to go back to that 11 I personnel, mean, look, the 3-by-1 that Doug I likes mean, to run? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think, look, I think like we've always talked about, Doug's going to run the 3-by-1. I mean, that's that's what he likes to do. There, I think we'll still see 12 personnel. I don't know if it necessarily – look, I think that Goddard – look, it's, uh, how many – targets is Goddard going to get he's not getting that many to begin with right. you know I don't think it really hurts Six? his yeah <laughs> you know I don't think yeah. he's going to get I don't think it's going to hurt him that much I think he'll still be involved but yeah I think Doug will certainly uh, for a coach who is already inclined to run that three by one set I think he's going to run it more sure why wouldn't you you got golden tape yeah and yeah uh, and you should at that point I think that's a big reason why and it's kind of why they are we're in on Amari Cooper originally and think of that they dodged that bullet and we can all hopefully laugh at the Cowboys for a very long time for pissing away their first round in the next yeah. year. Adam Harper checking in on the Facebook Live. What's up, buddy? L- I love these guys. Charlie and Mac. I didn't even think of that. Oh. I could totally rock Mac. Oh my yeah. god, I didn't. Especially the- Fat Mac, too. Yes, later Mac, seasons. this is great. There we go. See now we're now we're now we're moving right along. Yes. Uh, along with that. And uh, we welcome everybody's comments, including Lisa's if you guys have questions. Happy to answer them uh, throughout the broadcast too. And I'm excited. We're going to have to wait an entire week. Uh, it's Sunday night football. It's going to feel like the longest bye week ever, actually, to, to see some of the wrinkles. I'm sure it'll be busy. But to me, um, the, the biggest thing, and then we'll leave uh, Golden Tate where he is for the time being. But Never, John. Uh, I never it will. It is. He's such a great Philly guy. Like, it is. Oh, he's a perfect, perfect fit, fit for us. For the culture, for the city, for the team, for whatever. Uh, I think that's the biggest part about that, too, James. And I mentioned it when it broke, but the pettiness <laughs> this guy has and to come back against the Dallas Cowboys I thought his press conference was was excellent Hi, I'm Golden Tate. people that nice were to meet you. that were that were I'm Golden that Tate were just, for those who didn't know or whatever <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> thank you sir some some uh, folks uh, walking by and saying hello too but um, that's the bigger part to me is just he is He's, he's like he knocked it out of the park. Twenty minutes. When's the last time just some guy came off the street and talked for twenty minutes at a press conference? No, he's awesome. Yeah. He's very Philly. Like he's plays with attitude. He plays with toughness. The run after the catch, we're gonna love the touchdown celebrations. We're gonna love. He just has a swagger to him that feels very Philadelphia. I, I'm. I think 
again, on the field, I'm excited to see what he is. But as a personality off the field fit, I don't think they could have added someone who is a yeah. better fit. I, I, like, he's perfect. He's uh, Yeah, he's instantly going to be in the culture and scheme and all that fun stuff uh, as well, too. But culture it is beat scheme. Someone told me that once. <laughs> Ooh. Is it is it possible that the chip's right about some things other than time and position? Yeah, hey, uh, uh, the broken clock's right twice a day. Yeah, right? it always <laughs> is. It always is. Uh, actually, shout out to Ben Livingston because he's going to go. He's going to Oregon. Going to go visit Chip Kelly and see what see what's happening out shout there. Shout out to the great Kenny West. Spaulding. Oh yeah, Kenny Spaulding's out there too. What's up, Kenny? The man who, who Hi, suggested buddy. we get Jimmy John on the radio, Listen, and then we got still, Jimmy John on the radio. And, yeah, anytime he wants to call back to. Yeah. Hit up the sponsorship. Shout we are out available to my buddy for that. Ryan, former Swoot, <laughs> hooking that up. Uh, at GoBirdsPod, at uh, James Seltzer, at John Barcher on the Twitter.com because now it is time, James, to pick the superlatives for the bye week. Uh, and we're going to start with you. Who He's is like senior superlatives? Yeah, I like exactly that. like that. I like that. Through Most eight. likely to succeed. <laughs> Actually, I kind of have a question like that, ooh, so, so, it'll be, so it'll be pretty interesting. Who is, to you, the most improved through the first Eight games of the season here. Like from game one to from game, game one eight or for what eight. I expected heading into whatever, the season? Whatever you want. Okay. That's fun because it allows me a little bit of... A uh, little leeway? A little leeway <laughs> one way or the other. Um, all right. I'm going to go with most improved. I'll give you both. How about that? From last season to this season, it's Wendell Smallwood. Uh, I, wow. you know, And again, yeah, look, I, I know that he, he still frustrates us at times, but... I Wendell Smallwood was a guy who I never wanted to see play football again for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's played hard this year. Yeah, he's he's getting more snaps than Corey Clement because he's deserved more slaps than Corey Clement. He's tough. He fights hard. I know he had that one big drop on third down the passing game, but seems to have bounced back a little bit there. The big screen pass touchdown last week. Wendell Smallwood is uh, is the guy who has uh, impressed, surprised me the most from last season into this season, from game one to game eight, I'll stick at the same position. I'll go with Josh Adams, who, you know, and I think that's just really a, a case of, of getting the opportunity yeah. more. But I was calling for it. I wanted to see more Josh Adams. I liked what I saw, and I thought he did a great job on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to go with something I didn't I didn't ever actually think that I would go with. How about that Isaac Sayomalu? Hey, yo! Most improved. Yeah. Because I, I think thought that he was works on be, both counts. Thought he was going to be a disaster. That's a great answer. And uh, he's not. And again, I don't like him at right tackle, but he did okay. You I, know, I thought he did fine. But he's been great. The he's last been great at guard, and he. I understand why Stoutland loves him so much. I understand why they kind of are starting to make the switch, and it's less, you know, obvious like politics, and sure. it looks like more like it is a football move. Uh, even though I don't fully buy that yet. But either way, Isaac Salomalu in the running game has been. Fantastic. And He's a mauler, man. And um, honestly, if he just continues along with the pass protection, then, you know, that third-round pick is actually looking a lot better and maybe don't need to play center uh, for Jason How about Kelsey. you? Uh, underperformed through eight weeks. Who is someone that you have you thought, man, this guy just doesn't – is not really doing it for me as, as much as I thought he would. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead – and I, uh, you know, people, this is the obvious layup. I know what you're thinking, but I'm actually going to go on the other side. I'm going to say Ronald Darby. Wow. Has, has underperformed. I'll take the obvious layup after you, so go ahead. <laughs> at least uh, for me. And that doesn't mean, now when I say underperformed, I don't, I, I think he's actually played pretty well. I actually think the other guy that James is going to mention has actually played 
pretty well considering. However, my expectation from what I saw, Ronald Darby, OTA's training camp, even the first couple of weeks of the season where you're going, whoa, this dude is playing for a yeah. contract and he looks like he's lethal and ready to rock and roll. Now I know there's some the safeties moved around and it wasn't the greatest thing in the world when it came to the secondary. But for me, Ronald Darby, I had visions of, man, he's going to make it really tough for the Eagles to say goodbye to him. There was a bunch of trade talk at the beginning of of the season of like there's too many corners that are moving back and forth here um but unfortunately for me ronald darby's probably been the guy that's underperformed for me the most it's, in this a, team. it's a great answer oh bob and swedesboro what's up what bobby? Are, bobby awesome i'm a big bob and swedesboro fan uh all right um it, uh, it's a great answer there i think that's a really strong answer ronald darby i think we all expect it yeah. especially after schwartz came out and talked about how he's like the top guy who who looked the best after practicing hard all offseason all that uh i'll take the layup Lane Johnson, what the fuck, man? Like, no. Lane, what the I, fuck? Oh, I, I wasn't even Lane thinking that. Lane is the layup. He is, I mean, what's going on? Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, and I know the injury's part of it, and I hope it's Kicking just the a man while he's comes down. back. Yeah, but Write you know what? Down. Let's be real, man. <laughs> Lane Johnson, we all agree, or heading into the season at least, the best right tackle in the sport. He has been anything but so far this season. And the injury, I'm sure that's played a role, but when he's been on the field, he has not been Lane Johnson, and that's been a real issue for this team. Yeah. So for me, I'd go with Lane Johnson. I think that's uh, I think that's totally fair. If, if Who do you think was the layup if you didn't think I was going Lane? I thought somebody was going to say Jalen Mills. But oh, see, I, yeah, I guess that answer is kind of played out But that's out not there. really underperforming either. If you expect that's him to be bad. I expect Jalen Mills to be. And, yeah. and, you know, I expect him to give up some deep touchdowns and to people to rip him, like, but to be okay in other spots. James Seltzer, after eight weeks, who, my friend, on this team has not gotten enough respect? who has not gotten enough respect on this team for playing his ass off. And he's kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, forget it. Oh, yeah, he play- Oh yeah, I forgot about him, too. He played really well. I have one on each side of the ball. Okay, I love it. You like that? Yeah. All right. I'll just do the defensive one because it's just the one, whenever this question's asked, it's always the answer before the season, before that. Uh, Jordan Hicks, for some reason, we just don't talk about him a lot. No. He's a great football player. He's played outstanding. <laughs> he's been awesome. Weeks. He's been one of the best players on no, the defense. A couple of really bad missed tackles totally. in between there, totally. too. Totally, but, but I overall. mean, like three and a half sacks or something. I mean, yeah. he's been... He's been great. I feel like we never give that dude his due. Uh, but on the offensive side of the ball, uh, we've talked all season. And look, I just talked about we bought most disappointing, this and that. But it, I feel like other than, you know, lately Ike Samalo getting some praise, this offensive line has been very maligned this season. Jason Kelsey has been awesome from the jump. Every single game, I, maybe a snap that I missed. He's made a mistake here sure. and there. But Jason Kelsey, here and there. Jason Kelsey has been absolutely awesome again this season and we've barely said a word about it uh i was gonna go to the man to his right actually because brandon brooks oh it's a great answer for this as well no one talked about brandon brooks <laughs> we never this did season. we never did not once never he did. is mauling dudes left and right and i know it's the offensive line which isn't the sexiest part of this and we're both naming two offensive linemen on the which is easy to do because that's kind of that's kind of a layup for us right that's kind of bullshit that we use <laughs> offensive linemen right that is like oh nobody talks about this guy's like, yeah because everybody's yeah. concentrating on the skill positions yeah. which honestly is the sexiest part is what's well, hard because everyone what, talks every, about it every offensive line never gets talked about guys that's do an easy what we one. could do here right i know but um you know what i'm uh i'm going to uh i can't believe i'm going to say this because I'm going to remove Brandon Brooks from my answer, just that on alone. Okay. It's good. Okay. Jordan Matthews doesn't get enough respect. Oh, no. Jordan Matthews doesn't get enough respect. Oh. I, 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 didn't, I, I disrespected him this whole Thank time. Thank God Elliot's I thought this was Paris. ridiculous. 
You know, he had a but, good game last. But week. how could not not just that? I mean, he's had a couple of good games. He's had a couple of good and games for what he does. For what he does, you love Jordan for what Matthews. He does. I don't love Jordan Matthews. You are the new Elliot Shore. I'm actually hoping that what I'm saying right now, like, kind of puts a little hex on it, because me and Elliot made a made a little bit of a bet in the text thread today, Ooh. which I'm gonna I'm gonna remain confidential, mainly for legal reasons. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's not legal reasons. <laughs> uh, it, but uh, it's just, our, just our, not the jinx. Our Gobert's text thread is a <laughs> legally binding document. I, I would say that Jordan Matthews has has not gotten enough respect in terms of sure. what we all thought was sure. going to happen and then what fair. came I in there. We thought it was a disaster, and he's been better. So it's fine. So I will say that. It's fine. And uh, pandering to Elliot. That's fine. It's uh, that's exactly right. So here's here's uh, man. Am I going to do it twice? Jalen Mills doesn't get enough respect. Oh my God! Jalen Mills doesn't get enough respect. Right I just, I just, I, can't. I thought Elliot was in Paris. I'm so confused. It's what, not, he's it's sitting not next to me. Because the, the two, what happened? The Elliot? two guys I was going to say it was. I, I'm surprised that we don't talk enough about Kamu Grushahil because he's he's pretty much the, the uh, outstanding every time he's on the field, but he doesn't play enough snaps, so it's kind of an it's like whatever. I don't think Jalen Mills gets enough respect. <laughs> I, re- I, I honestly don't. Sure. I think it's just. I think for, it's fair. For what he is, everybody blames him for, for all that. It goes Jalen Mills, and then it goes Jim Schwartz, and then that's it. And then it's just like everybody else is great. And there's, there's just this huge blinder. Sorry, man. I mean, if Jalen Mills can break up passes in, uh, in the red zone and not score points, that's all you really want. That's all you really want, and, Thanks, he's, and he's been able to do, able to do that. So, Elliot Shore Parks, Parks, James Seltzer coming your way. I guess it's me. Uh, so uh, I, 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 we've, we've gone that. Who is... I don't know if it most disappointing for you. Like it's not just an underperformance. It's mostly just like, oh man, how come you're not like killing things? I guess that's kind of the same thing, right? Kind of the same thing. All right, we're I'll gonna skip you, that well, one. Well, just as a general disappointment, I'm just disappointed that, and it's for him, and for I'm disappointed Darren Sproles hasn't been able to get back on the field. Yeah. And it's just been one of these like prolonged things, and um, you know, just how probably could have retired after last year and wanted to come back for one more year and. I just hope we get to see some fun Darren Sproles stuff again this season before it's all over for him. I'm actually going to go back to uh, not enough respect because I forgot to say this. The injuries do not get enough respect on this team at all. Like, we just gloss over that. We still well, do I every think, single well, time from the beginning to now. It's just, funny because oh, it's fine. I've heard multiple people say, like, well, they overcame injuries last year, so why not this year? It's yeah. like, do people You're realize doubling down on them. last year was like – the anomaly of all anomalies. Like, it was just this amazing, beautiful thing that happened. But, like, teams don't usually win the Super Bowl when they yeah. have those kinds of injuries. And they also didn't all happen at the beginning of the season. True. It was stretched out. At least guys got time to kind of, you know, settle into figure it out. and get reps. Oh, no, yeah, they were in the middle of a nine-win <laughs> nine win, uh, winning streak uh, in the middle of that, there. too. Yeah, we got there. Uh, <laughs> who are you, James Seltzer, most optimistic for? For the next eight weeks of the season, like you've seen, you've seen it, you've been like, "All right, you know, I, it, it can be anybody. It can be like this. This is going to continue to fly high." It's Carson Wentz. There we go. It I like be. that. I mean, it's got, look, he's been getting better, and I know that, and deservedly so. I know that people got on him about the end of that Panthers game, and I'm I'm all for that. But on the whole, what we've seen from him each week, he's getting better, and. The accuracy, he it's he said, it, it's almost like he just said, like, all right, I'm going to be better at being accurate, and he worked at it, and he's yep. better at being accurate. Um, uh, what we've seen from him and where I expect him to go, I think with a week off, he's got his legs under him now. He's back up to the speed of the game. 
I think we could see a second half of the season where everyone's like, oh, yeah, shit, Carson Wentz is an MVP player. <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah, that guy. That's the guy. And we've seen, we've pretty much seen a lot of it, and, and he needs people to help him out, and he needs Doug to call better plays, John, and all that. But um, And he needs to make some better decisions. We've talked, my one issue with Wentz right now is the, seems like he's just always looking downfield at the detriment at times yeah. of the shorter stuff or the guaranteed stuff or whatever, but... I think we're going to see a really great second half of the season. Yeah, I do too. And uh, uh, hopefully Doug got in his head and then just said, like, listen, man, I think something happened after the tackle. After the tackle, and I didn't notice that also Jason Peters killed a man uh, at the same time (laughs) that Carson Wentz made a tackle. Uh, I cannot wait to see Avante Maddox for the next eight weeks play safety. Love this guy. Love him. I would almost, I'm almost to the point of just saying, Rodney, shut it down. I think Rodney's probably shut probably, down. Probably I mean, is anyway. ACL and MCL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's probably just right, done. right. But uh, Avanti Maddox to me is I'm the most optimistic for, and just how he's picked everything up, uh, how he's able to just go. And it's listen, it's the same. He's a depth football anyway. player, John. That dude is a, that football, a football player. player. He's just a football player. He gets it. He knows how to play. He understands angles. He knows how to tackle. He knows what to do. He has instincts. He's just a football player, man. Uh, and it's and no matter what happens next season, like sure. Fonte Maddox could play nickel with Rodney coming back and how his contract situation works out, but man, oh man, you know, like I'm starting to get a little more excited with him, and Sidney Jones has kind of been the forgotten guy too. I would probably add him into this list as well. Just I almost because forgot of, that he was on the team. I mean, he's been yeah. banged up. He's been injured. Like between those two guys, it's really hard for we me. We haven't heard an update on him for a little while either, too. Week to week, which is always yeah, just it's like the a worst bleh. thing you could possibly hear. And it's a hammy. And when now with Jalen Mills too, also yeah. week to week according to Rap Sheet with the. Uh, with the foot sprain. It's a lot of crap. Yeah, yeah, it's an issue. Speaking of that, who are you least optimistic about in the next eight weeks? And that leads me to my next point. I can't believe I would ever be here, James Seltzer. I am not optimistic about Rasul Douglas's play Oh, at my God. All. Oh, this is at bad. Rasul's biggest stand. I am, I've, I've, oh, I've, no. I've fought for so long. This, this and is so, real sad, John. so many years and so many meetings, too. <laughs> uh, I, I I want so badly, so badly, and this is never enough, but you just got to call it like you see it. Razul Douglas, to me, um, has every physical tool in the book to be in a, an outstanding corner. Not just a good corner, an outstanding corner, but he is so lost every time he goes on in the field. And you go, John, he played pretty well against London. What's the big deal? Calm down. He didn't. He played up, and he played down, and then he played down, and then he played up. It's just he's lost out there. He fr- freelances. It's instincts. It's whatever you want to call it. It is not great. And it, until he just sits there and r- relies on I – I know people want to kill Jim Schwartz, but just do your job, and you will be a great corner. And I don't think he's there yet, and I'm not optimistic for the next eight weeks, James. Well, that's depressing, John. I know. I mean, if you can't believe – I love him. If you can't believe him. in Rasul Douglas, how can anyone I know. believe in Rasul Douglas? Um <laughs> I'll take what I think is kind of the obvious answer, and it has nothing to do with talent or ability. It just has to do with the body that's breaking down, uh-huh. and it's Jason Peters. Yeah, man. I, I, I would love to say that I expect him to play these next eight games and get into the playoffs and be healthy and grind it all out, but, like, I don't know. He's got a lot of, a lot of shit wrong with that guy right now. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of shit wrong the with leg, that guy. The arm, uh, you know, He's the like, head, and they used to show the, the Allen Iverson uh, on, like, national broadcast. They used to show, like, all the injuries, <laughs> and it'd be, like, the body with, like, the fire yeah. marks, yeah. like, the red marks, yeah. and it'd be, like, red all over his body. That's Jason Peters right now, and he's a big dude, and he's trying to he do a difficult thing for his body. Um, I hope that he'll be okay, but I, I just, 
I, I, I'm not optimistic yeah, about and, it. And he's, he's trying so hard, and I get it. And it's just, you know, the bodyguard, and he's been in that locker room for a long time. We were all saying, yeah, why not? If you got seven more games, it's worth it. But I don't even, I don't even know, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he's got two more games left in him. Uh, and that kind of leaves us circling into a lot of lot of things heading into 2019, and hopefully there's a playoff run before uh, we get into that. So, superlatives, we'd like to hear if you've got some extras, or if you are yeah. disagree or agree hard with any of us at GoBirdSpot, at James Seltzer, at John Barchard. All complaints, of course, go to at Elliot Shore Parks um, for anything that you you absolutely hate because that's his department. Also, punches, punches in the stomach, and complaints. Go to Elliot Shore Parks. But um, should we pick some games? I love picking games. It's time for the picks. Hit me. It's time to ring the bell and play some bets. Hey, I don't want your money punching my money. Here come our NFL picks. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Uh, I don't even want to pick the Thursday night game, even though we're doing this no, on Thursday. I won't Nick do Mullins it. is fucking. Starting. I won't do it. Nick Mullins. And and you know the the <laughs> Niners will probably still like find a way to win because no one thinks they will, and because John Gruden is coaching the other team. So what an awful. Uh, I apologize. Yeah, I, I'm not picking. Watch I told you I'm not watching it, John. I want nothing to do with it. I hate it. I hate this game. Uh, what I don't hate, however, is if we roll down too. And by the way, all picks are brought to you by the Casino at Delaware Park where you can watch and wager on all of Sunday's games along with us because, again, bye week bash, guys. I can't say it enough. VIP spots, free pizza, free beer, and us, plus uh, betting on all the winners all day Sunday from noon to 7. We'll be live from 10 to, two, uh, 10 to 12 if you want to come check out the show as well. Uh, and all you got to do is email GoBirds We got some good games this week. Sorry, we I interrupted do. you. No, no. GoBirdsPod at gmail.com. Uh, should we head to uh, our, we, our, our yeah, foes let's, first? Let's start with the foes. One o'clock game. Let's let's dive right into it. It's How about the this game line? we'll be watching at one o'clock. How about this line? Washington opens at a at a hard three, dips right back down to a minus one because Whoa. listen, it's Atlanta. They got a pretty powerful offense. I'm not a big believer in Washington's defense. I think that they're kind of doing the same things. They're playing Alex Smith ball. They're playing ball control. They're not scoring enough, but somehow they close games out. Whether the team gives it to them or they put a little spell on them, uh, for the second week in a row, I'm picking against Washington, even though I don't feel great about it. I I hate this. I hate this pick. I want nothing to do with this pick. I want Atlanta to win. I really hope they win. But, John, you can't bet with your heart. You got to bet with your head. And I just, this is a spot of where Washington should be a three point home favorite. The the Falcons are not a good football team. They're not. They have a good offense, but, and they're a bad matchup for Washington. Washington is like a legit old school ground and pound type team. Adrian Peterson is going to be be able to run all over the Falcons. They're going to be able to control the clock. That defense is pretty solid. Matt Ryan on the road. Again, I really hope the Falcons find a way to pull this one out. But you're telling me I have Washington as a one-point favorite at home when they are a significantly better team and playing at home, or at least a better team yeah. playing at home? I got to take Washington. Uh, 48 and a half start everybody in that game, too. Uh, if you can, and keep an eye on Adrian Peterson and the rest, and Jordan Rita, everybody's all banged up. Adrian Peterson will be fine. That's all, be he fine. That's all he does. He, he, he could be dying, and he's out there on the field playing. Uh, probably the worst, one of the worst Monday Night Football games. Uh, well, it's always the, the worst Monday Night Football games. Gotta, gotta, gotta listen to Jason. This Witten. is gonna be a rough one to watch too. Though, like, is. this is a bad watch. Like, styles make football. It fun games are fun games for a reason. This is 
Like this is garbage. Garbage football. The this is Dallas Cowboys. One of the ugliest games you can watch. Five and a half point favorites at home against the Tennessee Titans in the alternate universe, Philadelphia Eagles. And I am crushing the Cowboys here. I'm I'm putting all my money on them. The home away thing. It's been a trend for a long time. They somehow have magical powers. I really badly want Amari Cooper just to fall on his ass and fail, though. So here's how I look at it. I'm going to bet on the Cowboys, and if I lose, that's great because that means they probably lost two and things didn't go right. And if they win, I make money off of them, and I feel better about myself. I'm taking the Cowboys minus five and a half, James. No way you're ringing this. Oh, ring the bell! How are you? It's the Titans. Because it's five and a half points. Dallas man, sucks. Man. Dallas is a bad football team, and I do, feel, you know, I like them better at home and stuff, but I, I just don't think they should be a five and a half point favorite against anybody. I like Mike Frabel. That's my guy. <laughs> He's a good coach. And I think. God, that, you stop saying good coach because I like him too. And then you're going to put the kiss in death. He's a good on coach. Him. Oh, good coach. God. Hey, well, Bill O'Brien I thought Bill O'Brien winning five straight. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do. It's, it's tearing me apart. Um, I just think five and a half points is too much. I think Dallas wins the game. I think it's a three point game. I'm just going to take the points because I feel like it's too many. The hottest game on the schedule, James Seltzer. The best game of the season. The maybe, Eagles right? will see both of these teams. And uh, it's just, just a today, few weeks probably here. the best game of this season to date, heading in at least, at what we expect. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait because it is the uh, the Rams heading into New Orleans to take on the Saints, and uh, this is probably going to be a pick 'em by the time it comes down to it. But the the and it's I, I can't believe that the Rams are a point favorite coming in to New Orleans. Wow, are they really? They're right now, it open as that. It hasn't moved much. I'm betting the Sharps are coming in late on this thing because James Seltzer, I'm putting this is best bet of the week. Ooh. I'll say it again on Sunday unless it changed dramatically for some reason. Ho-ho. It scares me. It's hammer the Saints home. Absolutely hammer the Saints home. The Rams are obviously not frauds, but that defense might be. But that defense might be and in a shootout. I'm going to take Drew Brees at home versus Jared Goff getting his head kicked in by, I don't know, somebody, uh, because I can't name a Saints pass rush at the moment. I love the Saints at home against the Rams this week. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm I thought not. we were going to go three to- in a row. No chance. Hey, the Saints are a home dog. Are you serious? Crazy. Hey, Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints are a home dog. I think the Rams are a really good football team. I don't think they're going undefeated. This seems like a perfect spot for them to lose a football game in one of the toughest places to play in football. Uh, George, Cam Jordan, away you can go. I think Cam Jordan, oh, Cam Jordan will be, of course. be killing yeah, yes. him. Uh, they're yeah, the Saints. So bad. I, uh, I, look, I, I'm with you. I think it's a fun shootout type game, but you are getting points at home with Drew Brees. I think you have to take that. Yeah, uh, me too. So uh, the casino at uh, Delaware Park once again. We will be down there this Sunday by week bash. GoBirdsPod at gmail.com. Send us your full name. We'll get you on the list. We'll send you confirmation. You can hang out with us. James? Any, uh, what are you doing with the rest of your bye week, man? That's a great question, John. Recommendations for the bye week? Uh, other than Home Depot? And, you well, know. sadly, I'm helping my mother-in-law move. <laughs> oh. so. You know what's crazy? It's because what you need to do is on Saturday, Inside the Birds is going to have the full three hours. Brent Selleck, rumoredly, is going to join them, so Ooh. that'll be a fun conversation. But Jeff Mosher, Adam Kaplan, Bill Osborne, uh, I believe, is going to be there as well. Uh, and that's like, I was expecting James to be like, oh, good. I, I, yeah, I got to go. I can have a day off, but I, I, can, I can't. No can't, day off for this guy. But you know what? I'm doing the bi-week beer bash, so it's going to be a fun weekend yeah, no matter what. We can't wait for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I would say 
Let's see the best. Oh, uh, finish Big Mouth season two if you haven't on Netflix. Ooh, and yeah, how, uh, of Haunting of Hill House. Yes, that's very terrific. Very if you like horror stuff, uh, I have finished the second season of Big Mouth a long time ago. I don't know what you're waiting for. It's Listen, I don't have I don't have time like so terrific. Over here, right? It is so good. Yeah, me I made a time. <laughs> it's so good. I'm very with you. I think those are two very. If you're a horror person though, uh, Haunting Hill House is. Awesome! It is. Re- it's some wait. frights. It's a good story. ESP recommends very it too. Good. I know. Yes, so. it is very good. So I like that. Throw out some wrecks at the end here. There we go. Uh, also, fall in love because it's the fall. It's Aww. time to fall. It's fall in love time. Aww. I think that's a good good idea for everybody. Fall in you know? love. Don't let the cold affect you. Fall in love. It's, Drink some beers. It's just that Drink easy. Whiskey. It's just Kick that easy. Up. Just fall in love. Yeah. You could do go it. Go on Bumble. I it happens for it happens literally everybody. <laughs> I don't, know what, I don't know what the complication is. Uh, but we're having a lot of fun here at Dunleavy's, and we hope you are too at home. Enjoy the bye week, everybody. Live from Dunleavy's in Hainesport, New Jersey, I'm John Barchard. That was James Seltzer. This is Go Birds Pod, episode number 28, right here, radio.com, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Go Birds!